Hey, welcome to the Coach Bono's podcast in the studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Check out uh, uh, our handle there is at Coach Bono's Show. Check out the Facebook page. Just search for the Coach Bono's Show. And you can email us at coachbonoshow at gmail.com. This is episode 36.5, as always, on the Point Five Pod. I'm joined by the legal counsel of the Coach Bonos podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind. My co-host, Ellen Wigginter. Ellen, how are you today? I'm doing all right, Bo. How are you? I'm doing well. You're going to have to really help me because you are the legal counsel of the Coach Bonos podcast. Okay. And we are going to do something a little different with a little quick little... I guess an index, if you will, what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a couple of subjects today. Okay. We're going to do a little something you and I are going to talk about. We're going to get a little political here at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, something big has happened in the world that we both want to speak out about. And we're going to do that. We're going to do that at length. We're going to take a pause. And then we're going to start a new segment that we're going to have here on the point five called what if based upon like the Marvel TV show, what if yes. where I got the idea from and what we're going to talk about today is we're going to do these one at a time, not every week. Maybe we'll try. We might do them every week. But, but we have some slower times in the summertime coming. We're going to do a what if this had happened or this hadn't happened. And we're going to start that the second half of the show. So and we're going to get in there. Then we're going to shout out somebody at the end after that. And then we're going to get up out of here. So right we're not going to have your normal two-hour podcast today. <laughs> um, now, as I was saying, as the legal counsel, of the Coach Bonos podcast. You're going to have to watch me, make sure I don't see anything that's going to get me in trouble. I don't know with who. I'm my own boss. But as long as, long as you're not disparaging anyone, particularly. Oh, I'm going to have to hit a few folks. It's going to be bad. Let's not get too defamatory yeah. or libelous. But. So I, um, as you know, and I know you follow this, and I'm pretty angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not call myself a quote-unquote liberal. I, I, I lean more left than right. I'm a, kind of a moderate. I do lean a little more left. But we had some big news in the world happen this past week here in America where a, how do you want to describe this? The, the, a, a draft of an opinion? A, a draft opinion by Justice Alito on the Mississippi abortion ban was leaked i would just footnote that we don't know who leaked this Mm -hmm. leak in and of itself does not matter nope um the draft is from february and these oral arguments occurred in december now my understanding from what i heard yesterday and you hear things don't know what all is 100 true was this was going to get put out in late in sometime in july when it gets to the uh, last day of the... So, probably yeah. June. Okay. Uh, the, the court stops issuing generally opinions by the end okay. of June. Okay. And so, it's one of those kind of get it out there and then get the fuck out of Dodge. Because they want to overturn the precedent of Roe v. Wade. Yes. So, as the legal counsel, let's do this first. Will you explain okay. that? So what Roe versus Wade did was legalize abortion in the U.S. Um, back in 72, I believe it was. Let me, let me ask that one. 
Does it mm-hmm. legalize abortion or does it make it illegal to outlaw abortion? Illegalized. It was illegal prior okay. to that. Okay. And I, that was my, I did not know for certain. That's why I yes. asked that question. Yes. It was still, it wasn't a federal mandate, but it was a state by state. It was very interesting catching NPR on the way home. They were talking about how abortion was understood, not widely discussed, but whispered among women um, in the U.S. and was not outlawed really until the 1800s. Home remedies were known about. People just talked to each other to do what they had to do. And then it started being outlawed or criminalized in the 1800s and really just kind of expounded from there. And, um, you know, by the 60s or late 50s, it became more an activist kind of thing that women figured out that women were being killed, they were being raped. They were um, dying because they were forced to give birth to children. And so they created networks and eventually there were lawsuits to try to get this legalized. And that's what Roe did, saying that the state couldn't dictate it because under the 14th Amendment, you had the right of privacy to decide what to do with your own body. And then Casey versus Planned Parenthood in the 90s limited the scope of Roe versus Wade basically saying that they, you could put, start putting restrictions in after 16-ish, if I'm recalling correctly, weeks of gestation. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say right now, I am pro-choice. Now, I am a man. Mm-hmm. I am a 46-year-old man who has been married for 23 years, mm-hmm. and I have a son. Mm-hmm. In my life, I have had women that I, have, I love very much, my wife. I obviously have a mother who Mm -hmm. since passed, but I'm very close to my aunt. I have a Mm sister-in-law. I have, you are one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. I have another lady who is one of my best friends. She listens to the Mm -hmm. pod every so often. Hi, Kelly, if you're listening. I'm sure she's going to want to hear this one. And you are all women that I love very dearly. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I find very important and what I find abhorrent about this whole situation, and when anyone wants to say what a woman can and cannot do with her body, is that it is always or appears to be a group of older white men. And they want to make laws limiting what women can do. Mm-hmm. I have a real problem with that. And to me, what this is, is a limitation and taking a whole class of people. Yeah. And saying, you can't do this. Now, this overturn is not going to criminalize abortion. Yeah. But what it will do is allow states to make it a crime to have an abortion. Yes. Am I correct in that assumption? Yes, because the way that the current draft is framed is that Alito is saying this is not a judiciary decision this should be left to the local legislatures and the voters to decide if they want abortion to be legal in their jurisdiction. Now, there are a number of states, we're just going to call them red states, where Republicans are the ones who have a majority. Mm -hmm. These are your most backwards-ass places. These are your places 
that generally speaking are the ones who are the biggest drains on our budgets financially in the federals. In the federals. They're the ones with the lowest education systems. Mm-hmm. And they have been told or fed a bunch of lies for generations so that they so that the power of white Christian men can stay in force. And I'm going to give you an example. These are places like where I'm from in Louisiana, mm-hmm. in Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas. If you look at every ranking of education, those four are at the bottom and all of them. And when you look at that, it's because these are all places where, you know, go back 150 years, even more so than that now, 175 years, we had slavery. Mm-hmm. And these are places where now, in many of them, white people are not a minority, but black and brown people are a large percentage of those populations. Yes. And the white men have been the plantation owners 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones in power and they've done everything to protect that power for 200 years. Roe versus Wade was one of the foots in the door for women to have rights. Yeah. And it was a protection for women to have rights, to control their own body. Yes. And my problem with this is that these rights are going to be taken away from from women. After being in place for 50 years. Yes. And these rights are going to be taken away in certain places because of beliefs that have been held for generations and generations because that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the excuse. Or they're going to point to the Bible and they're going to say, well, the Lord says this. And I'm sick of it. And because it's not just this. It's not, this is only the first step. Correct. I mean, this is the first, this is, once we take away rights from some of these, some of these rights from women, they're coming for black folks next. They're coming for brown folks next. We've already seen them do it in voting restriction laws. Well. In these same red states. Right. And Alito specifically pointed to a number of recent decisions, including yes. gay marriage. Yeah. Sex between two people of the same sex, yeah. interracial marriage, uh-huh. right to contraception. Yeah. All of these things that affect a whole lot more than half the U.S. population. Yeah. And these things are going to be attacked. And even if the justices have put in this opinion that they this only applies to abortion. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. We all know it. These are the same justices that the last three that sat in front of in front of Congress, mm-hmm. said it in front of the Senate, and were asked about point blank about Roe versus Wade, said it is the law. It is a precedent that cannot be messed with. And they've done it. This is this is what the whole gig has been. Yeah. For the last 20 years, 30 oh, years, however long. 30. This has been the gig. This has been what the Republicans have been trying to do. They didn't give a shit about this is what they were able to say. We'll deal with Donald Trump. We'll deal with all the shit that McConnell goes through and Leslie and Lindsey Graham. They'll deal with being the they'll deal with being the evil empire, if you will, as long as we can get that one law overturned. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say some really nasty things today. As you know, I am not a deeply religious man. 
I don't even know if I really believe in God. I'll be real okay. blunt. I don't know. I don't know what I believe. I've seen some really fucked up things in my life. Yeah. And because of that, I question what's out there. I question any deity that a large majority of people. Let me rephrase that. I question the the the, uh, the, the righteousness of a deity where a large percentage of people disagree with a stance against that thing. A large majority of people believe it to be right for a woman to have an abortion. The right to choose mm-hmm. is, should be legal. Yes. And, it, and frankly, it's safe. It's safe. It's safe for a woman to get an abortion yes. as opposed to what other items, you know, items that can be done. There's going to be something. It's going to happen. Like you said earlier, for hundreds of years, there was ways to do things. Yes. But we're saving lives. Now, people who are to the clear, way right, conservative, Christian, they will point to you're killing babies. Now, look, I have a child. You have a child. Mm-hmm. When is your child's birthday? December 1st. Okay, my, my, my child's birthday is coming up, June the 20th. You know what my child's birthday is based upon? When? The day he was fucking born. Yeah. It wasn't the day that I knocked my wife up. That's not what it was. Yeah. And to say, well, it's, you know, they're a baby at this point or this point. All right. That's where your birthday is. Republicans, and I'm just going to say Republicans as a whole, because this is what these people are. And not all Republicans, but the great majority, because what you did, you voted for this shit. You knew it going in. They allowed this to get through. They allowed for people to put aside any relative that put us to eat a lot of shit to put up with Donald Trump as president of the United States for four years and all the shit we had to go through and still go through because of his dumb ass and the embarrassment that we as Americans have had to deal with because Donald Trump was our president, mm-hmm. a man who had no, no, he has no more sense of being president than I would. Correct. Now, I might be more qualified than he is at this point. They're willing to do that because they're trying to save babies. And that's a lie, too. That's an absolute lie. They're not trying to save unborn babies. No. They're trying to take control of women. Period. Yes. That it's not about protecting, saving babies' lives. If they cared that much, you know what we would, all we would have in this world? We'd have We'd have health care. Universal health care. We'd have universal health care. We would at least have health care for, for pregnant women. Yes. And for children. We would have free pre-K. School. We'd have free we'd have, education. We'd have free education. If we cared about children in this country, we would have free education. We mm-hmm. would have free health care. Mm-hmm. And that's where we know this is bullshit. We know mm-hmm. it's bullshit because of those things. You can say all you want. These justices said all they could say to get by in front of the cameras and in front of Senate to get confirmed. And then we lied to us. They lied to us then. They knew they were lying to us then. We knew they were lying to us then. 
And now we're dealing with it. Yeah. Now I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to let you speak for a couple of minutes because I think as a woman, you may have a unique way of putting it. I'm angry. I can't imagine <laughs> how a woman feels right now. You know, it's odd. When I saw the push notification come through Monday night, I started crying. I was watching TV with my son and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, they're just going to strip away abortion rights. Um, and shout out to Evan Candle Company in Kansas City. Uh, lit her abortion is healthcare candle that I've got sitting on my back bar behind me. And uh, it's one of those things that after Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed to the court, you basically knew it was going to happen. Um, the conservative right has been working on this for 30 years. They organized around the courts. They've, the federal society has been pushing this for years. But let's not be naive to think that our country has been built on a lot of this bullshit. The Puritans came over with the idea that, and the Calvinists, of very strict, non-sexual ideas of humans. And that especially carried over to women. Mm -hmm. And it continues on. And as white cis males lose their position on the apex of the pyramid of American society, Everyone's getting really fucking scared about that and othering everyone that they can. And so assuming that Roe is gone come June, which I fully anticipated, and you're in one of the 13 states that has a trigger law, which automatically bans all abortions or some, you know, up to after six weeks or you go fucking crazy like the Oklahoma governor did by signing his bill into law uh, yesterday or today. Um, It is going to get insane. I think the only thing that Oklahoma decided to carve out was that a rapist or, you know, some sort of assault perpetrator could not do a civil suit against the woman having the abortion. Oh, gee. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here to bullshit. Um, To a point, I can understand folks who have moral or religious concern around this, but it's far too dogmatic for me to ever go all in on. Because, to your point, it's not a pro-life thing. It's a pro-birth thing. And if you're not going to support the mothers and the children post-birth, what in the fuck are you actually doing? Yeah. You're letting people who don't want to have children, who are victims of rape, incest, whatever you know it may be, enforcing them to have children that yeah. just are a constant reminder of it- pain. <laughs> and, and, and I'll say it like this, if I may. Women don't get to pick and choose the scenario. No. That should it, abortion should then be acceptable. Well, and if, if a woman doesn't, I, I'm sorry, real quick, I'm sorry. I'm a, I definitely let you back in. 
if a woman wants to have a, does not want to have a child because of poverty, yeah, that should be illegal. That should be that should be it should, it should be allowed. I mean, it it that woman's caring for that child. That woman's caring for that situation. Yeah, and caring for herself. Self care. We talk about self care so much in this country, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, all these sort of things. But we're gonna we're gonna restrict women. I'm sorry. Get back. I'm sorry. You jump back in. I'm sorry about that. No, that I mean, it's a point well taken. But the thing of it is, is that you get down to the straight science of it all. Every time a dude has an orgasm inside of a female, there is a possibility that he's creating a child. Mm-hmm. Not every time a woman has an orgasm is there a possibility that she is going to be yeah. birthing a child. Absolutely. There is like a two-day window each month for women to actually get pregnant yeah. because they're ovulating. Yeah. A dude can go squirt his shit wherever he wants to and could knock up hundreds of thousands of women over the course of his life. And that's where that power struggle comes from. It's men want, men don't want necessarily to have the power to have 20 children, but they don't want, they want to restrict a woman's ability because they want to be more powerful when they say it's right to have a child. And, and I've seen different things where, you know, contraception has been a long fought battle. It's not the best solution for a lot of women. There's a lot of side effects. And yet we are put with the burden of making sure that somebody's wearing a condom, that we have birth control, that we can get access to a plan B pill, or that we can get an abortion if we want one. Okay. Where a dude is like, eh, I don't like wearing a condom. I'm just going to take it off or I'll pull out, which sometimes works. Um, if men really cared about this, they would actively be seeking vasectomies and legislation about allowing a broader gap. I don't know as though there should necessarily be age limits around, you have to be X years old to be able to have um, hysterectomy, to have your tubes tied or to have a vasectomy. If you know, you just do not want children. And, and I want to be clear to people who are listening. We are both parents. You know, I already said, you have a child, I have a child. And it, 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 we both love our children. Mm-hmm. Right? And we were both blessed that when we had our children, we were both married. Now, I'm, I'm still married. I'm not trying to put you stood out there in the, in the street. But No, I'm, di- I'm divorced. It's fine. You're divorced. I, and, but when you had a child, you were married. And not yep. everyone is as lucky or as fortunate as you and I were in our situations. We were both in situations where we wanted to be with our partner, regardless of the marital status. We have a family. That's right. There are so many people, and we all know them, who don't want to have a family, or they just—they're not ready to have a family. Or they have a—they have a night because something happened. You have a few drinks. Boom. It's not even that. They may be with someone, but they don't want to be with them. That's true too, And, and. it isn't just the extremes. It's just an everyday thing. I mean, the, the people who will say, well, p- women use this as a, as a, use abortion as a, um, uh, what am I trying to say? As a, well, now I can't even think. It's a contraceptive, basically. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's, that's not, right. that's a very minute portion of people. 
that that's it's just like, as minute as you crazy Christian right wing nut jobs with your fourteen fucking kids. I hope you and your kids all fucking dive into a fucking no, pool and hit your no. head on the fucking ground. No, I, I no. don't hope that. But God damn it, I problem is they have fucking fifteen kids or six kids or want, nine kids, but maybe and they, they raise them all them. that way. And maybe they wanted them. Yeah, but it shouldn't be seen. Abortion shouldn't be seen as some tool of. Um, to connive their way into something. My ex-husband always used to say crying was some sort of way to get to him. Okay. That my tears didn't really matter because I was manipulating him somehow. Using tears to manipulate somebody. Okay. Yeah. Which is complete bullshit. But it's the abortion being well, used as you can say that and that's and that's that is true because how you feel is always the truth. No, he was just an asshole in that but sense. But no, 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 I mean, how you feel as a person crying. But what I am saying is there are people, you know, it's again, it's a very minute sliver of people who do use those sort of things as manipulation. Sure. But, but, but again, we're talking, we're talking the same kind of thing. Right. We're saying, so it is that, it, it's, it, it just, it's just painting with this wide, stupid-ass brush. Yes. And it's, these nut jobs have taken over our country. They're a very vocal minority. And now because they've gotten the right people elected and they got the right people elected and and you knew I was going to go here, so I'm going to say it. They got the right people in their areas and their people elected because they went and they used scare tactics. Yes. People who are uneducated and who have been told the same lies or in the same bullshit stories for generations and their ignorance the ignorance is overwhelming people who will say they can look past 15,000 Donald Trump lies because this thing is true or they can look past anything to get to this little point mm-hmm. this is God's will for some of these people and I'm sitting there telling you, I'm not sure there's a God. Because if this is what God wanted, then our, then this God's not a just God. Because he doesn't treat yeah. us equally. No. And in our country, I'm going to go a little further here. In our country, we are in a class system. No different than Europe 300 years ago. Oh, no. I mean, we're absolutely a class-based system. And, and look, I'm a 46-year-old white man. You know what? I get to be in the top class. The only thing I'm missing is a few million dollars in the bank. But you know what? I realize that there are really good people. I, I, have, I have lots of women friends. Mm-hmm. I hurt for them on this. I've hurt for the last five to six years on what's happened to my brown and black friends. Mm-hmm with all these restrictive voter laws and the things that, that these people have put in the, in the case. And they did this all for one reason. It yeah. wasn't about we trust Donald Trump. It wasn't, we, it wasn't anything else more than we want to make sure we get the right Supreme Court justice in to overturn this law. Right. This was the end game. It was. And it's, it's got to be our job now to make sure that history remembers every one of these sons of bitches 
in a negative way. They're the villains. You know, and it's just, it's astounding at the hypocrisy that so many of the Republicans that are in public office have around so many of these issues. Mm -hmm. And there's so much disingenuousness around all of this because the base fails to see that they're just saying whatever the hell gets them elected. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they got, you know, video of them trying to fuck some dude's face when they're on the uh, bed. <laughs> As we saw today on Twitter. That was disgusting, by the way. It was, it was weird. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure what was going on. I, there. I don't know. You know, if you don't know what we're talking about, you want to, who was it again? It was, Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn. A video has come out and he was, I guess, I don't know how young he was in this video. He was obviously a little bit younger, but he's naked in a bed, jumping around and looks like he's trying to force his, his penis into another man's mouth. I mean, basically the guy is off to the side, I assume, just by the way I'm looking at it. I can't really tell. But, and, and Madison Cawthorn has now said this is some kind of basically locker room humor. Yeah, they were just shitty locker room humor. But you know what he looks like? If you want to say it's locker room humor, then I get to make jokes. So here are a couple of my jokes for him. Madison Cawthorn looks like the fucking guy from Family Guy with his fucking wheelchair next to the bed, fucking air or whatever he's doing. He looks like Forrest Gump should be there going, you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. He's got to have strong arms. I will give him that. I'm looking at the video for a second here. I just pulled it back up for a second. He does have some ripped arms. Oh, his upper body is. You know, he, he's got to give him some credit there. I mean, so I guess when you're trying to rape somebody, I mean, you got to be strong in the arms if you don't have any legs. That's one thing we got to see. If there was ever a Forrest Gump sequel. Damn. You know, an R-rated Forrest Gump sequel. A reboot, if you will. I'm sure there's an X-rated version of that somewhere, right? But I, I back to what we we're talking about. I just, it's, it's. I'm infuriated, and I can't imagine how women feel today. I just can't. I, I, I can't imagine how angry people are. You mentioned you cried. I, I did, and part of it was there was there were some other things that kind of impacted it as well. Not my own personal experiences, which I know a lot of women are dealing with and mm-hmm. starting to talk about for the first time, perhaps. Um, and that kind of thing. It's just like other shit that has happened over the last couple of weeks that makes me kind of question uh, humanity at times and how to hold people to account. Yeah. And it, it just, it, it, it seems like, People who just want to give other people a chance to live their lives in a way that doesn't hurt other people, that makes them happy, and that allows them to flourish in the best ways possible. It seems to be that we can't like be allowed to do that because that's too much goodness in the world in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm gonna. I'm going to go out with this last thing. This is my last thing about this. I, I'm really disappointed. I haven't said this out loud, but I've said this. I, I said it to you earlier 
kind of putting our notes together and stuff. I have been disappointed in the last few years of how this country's moved. Uh, and it's not, I, I feel like there's so many people who are being basically due to classism, to racism, to whatever you want to call it, that are being held back. And we always hear that America is so great. This is the greatest country in the world. And I'm going to call bullshit on that. Mm. We don't have freedom in this country anymore. And the people who are saying we don't have, they're protecting our freedom. These right-wing nutjob sons of bitches. You ever notice it's those people? are the same ones who want to limit other people's rights. They want their freedoms when they don't want to wear a mask on an airplane. Yep. But they don't want their neighbor to have an abortion. Nope. It doesn't matter if it's them. I, I, I pulled up a list. This is a current list of countries and regions where abortion is illegal. Okay, there are There are 20, I'm sorry, 24 countries currently where abortion is illegal. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about other democratic, larger countries like our own, places like Canada, France, England, the UK, England is called UK, mm-hmm. Germany, Australia, Ireland, Ireland. Do you know how many of them are on that list? None. None. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to read the list. These are the countries and regions where abortion is currently illegal. Andorra, Aruba, Congo, Curaçao, Dominican Republic, Egypt, El Salvador, Haiti, Honduras, Iraq, Jamaica, Laos, Madagascar, Malta, Nicaragua, Palau, I don't know what this is, P-A-L-A-U, I never heard yeah, of it. Palau. Mm-hmm. Uh, not bad for me. Uh, let's see, the Philippines, San Marino, Senegal, Sierra Leone, Suriname, Tobago, I'm sorry, Suriname, Tonga, the West Bank, and the Gaza Strip. I'm going to say this line, and you can give me whatever thought you have. Mm-hmm. We are a third world country. We just have nicer shit, that's all. I wouldn't go so far to say third world. I would definitely. I understand where you're coming from in that. Just because. Straight white guys really want to be in power for some reason and can't handle not being in power. And it's, it's, it's so surprising to me to think that some of the most religiously conservative countries in the world have recently legalized abortion full stop. Mexico, Ireland. These are heavily Catholic countries. Heavily Catholic. And here we are with some evangelical folks who decided that they are literally God's gift. Telling half the population that they are no longer allowed to do what they need or want to with their body. I'm, a, I'm an embarrassed to be an American. 
when I see stuff like this. It's, it's frustrating. It's an embarrassment that our country can do this, that our country forgets about people. George Carlin, there's been a lot of George Carlin stuff shared on Twitter in the last 48 hours. Mm-hmm. There was nobody who was better at explaining this shit comedy-wise than this guy was. And he pegged us 20, about 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And said, you know, what's funny is these people are against, they're there for you, they're with your rights while you're in the womb. For the first nine months, they got you. As soon as you come out, you're somebody else's fucking problem. Yeah. And, and it, fuck them. I mean, that's, that's the way, that was the way, that was the way it is. Yeah. The same people. I, I remember reading the passage in this a decision where I think it was, they said that, you know, talking about uh, um, adoption. Mm-hmm. And that, they, we, that there's a, in society, we could have more adoption. There's not that many. How many people you know are out there adopting kids? Every right-wing nut job that voted for any of these Republicans, you better be going out there and fucking adopting kids. If I find out you're a Trump voter, I'm going to ask you how many fucking kids you adopt. If your answer is zero, fuck you. And really, I think that the heaviest thing for me for all this goes back to what we talked about earlier is that this is just the tip of the sword. Yes, it is. That everything else, because Alito names all of these cases that have been with the exception of Oberfeld have been canon and precedents for 30 plus years, they're going to start picking shit off. And it's really just, it, it, it's scary. It's, it's going to be our homosexual friends. It's going to be our, you know, uh, transgender friends. It's going to be our, our brown friends, our black friends. It's going to be, it, it, it only started. It's just only the start. Well, and it's, and it's just, so is contraception going to once again be illegal? Yeah. I mean, I, if we're so worried about children, why don't we have birth control for men? Well, because they don't like to wear condoms because it's not comfortable. I mean, you know, I, I'm very blessed that my wife is on the pill. We, 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 we worked that out. That's great, but and you, know, you know what? And, and they stop they stop trials for the men's birth control because there are too many side effects. For and the you men. know what? I'll say right now, if there had been, if I was a single man, and there was a male male pill, I'd take it. Um, but the FDA said there are too many side effects. We yeah. can make women feel like shit for years on end. Yeah, but too many yeah. side effects for for yeah. men. Yeah. Isn't so when when the woman has her period, doesn't that also kill a uh, a possible a possible uh, seeded egg? No, it just means that the egg hasn't attached to the uter- uterine wall, so the slough okay. of the uterus comes out and is cleansed out, so it can okay. build back. Okay. So, up. so so a woman's period is not an abortion. No. Yeah. So the woman's well, what I mean by that is a woman's period is not going to get her arrested. No, it would probably be her not having her period, getting her arrested. Getting her arrested, yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add to this? It fucking sucks. 
It does. And I'm, I'm sorry for every woman I know. <laughs> it's just coming. It's coming for everybody else, too. Yep. You right-wing nut jobs can go fuck yourselves. All right. <laughs> With that, we're going to... Uh, we're going to have a little fun now. Now we're going to do something. <laughs> Before we're going to shout somebody out. We're going to do a couple sports takes here. One quick one. Uh, you and I are both baseball people, so we're going to talk a little baseball here for a second. Yeah. Uh, one of our favorite people in baseball is Dusty Baker. Both you and I yep. are big Dusty Baker people. Dusty Baker's the uh, manager of the Houston Astros. And this week on Monday, I believe it was, yeah, he won his 2,000th game as a major league manager. This is a big deal. Uh, baseball's full of stats. There's stats that can get you in the Hall of Fame, and this is one that'll get you in. He's the 12th manager in baseball history to get in the Hall of Fame. Ten of the 11 before him have all gotten in. The one who hasn't is Bruce Bochy. He will be in sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Dusty Baker's going to get in the Hall of Fame, and he's not a guy who's not more deserving than this guy. This is going to – when the Astros had the, the scandal – you know, with the with the garbage cans. Cheater, cheater. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute too. Got another thing that I want to. I'm going to rant on something for that. So, um, Dusty Baker, you know, was brought in as the new manager because they wanted someone universally respected and someone who could get the get the bad taste out of the Astros fans' mouths. Right, and they're still going to get jeered throughout the league wherever they yeah. go. Yeah. And it was last night, not Monday night. You're so. right. It was last night. I, I had it on and I watched it. I watched the yeah. last three innings. But yeah. And then he spoke after the game. And I don't know if you saw him speak, but it was all about he had a smile as big as Texas. And God, I was happy for him. But he kept talking about his players, his players. Yeah. And if you watch the handshake line, every one of his players stopped and hugged him. No, I think it's, uh, you know, he, he coached my Cubs for a number of seasons and he was wrongly maligned probably about a lot of the issues that were in the organization and i think a lot of people after the fact are coming to um acknowledge that and you know he's he's been the manager for five teams done a lot of really really great stuff has gotten close to world series never won it. And so, you know, he's 72. There's, there's a, he's on a timeline at this yeah. point. Yeah. He, he mentioned with the Astros job, he wanted to get to 2000 and he mm-hmm. wants to get World Series. Yeah. They're, I, a good I enough love, team. They're a good team. Yeah. And I would that, love to see it for him. That Pena kid with new shortstop is incredible. As I am watching the Cubs White Sox game and Tommy Lasorda is still stalking around, which is weird, but they had a uh, they had a fight with the Cubs White Sox game last night. Did you see that? No. In the bleachers, yeah. Oh, oh it was bad. Well, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It's the bleachers. Um, I uh, that's true. Yeah. Let the White Sox fans go down. <laughs> um, hey, you know, speaking of the cheaters thing on the on the Astros, yeah. Did you hear the report about the Yankees? Okay, so I did not read the report. I know that they were very concerned about this letter coming out because it indicated some things that weren't favorable to the Yankees, but I did not go down that rabbit hole because I just figured they're the evil empire and it doesn't really matter. Uh, The Yankees were using the dugout phone and replay to to still signals. And this has been a report by baseball. It's been in the Major League Baseball office 
for two or three years now. Right. This goes back to the same time that the Yankees and the Yankees fans were all fucking with the Astros. Yeah. The trash can. Meanwhile, they were cheating. Yankees fans, you're, you know, because if you, you want to see a Yankee fan get salty, just mention the Astros around them. They, they lose their shit, which to oh, me no. is great because I'm a Red Sox fan, so fuck them. But they were cheating <laughs> too. So, yeah, so it, I, I, you guys can leave the Astros fans alone now because you're such cheaters as well. And you still haven't won a World Series since like 2001. With all 21 that years. They have, the Yankees have not won a World Series in my son's lifetime. My son turns 20 years old in June. All that fucking money. Can't do it. Hey, I want to mention our great sponsor today. I'm, they won't be a sponsor much longer when they hear our ranting about abortion rights. But um, <laughs> hey, Gold Belly is our sponsor today. I want to thank them for coming on. Because uh, Mother's Day is Sunday. Mo- hey, Mother's Day is Sunday. And you hear this on Friday. There's still time. Go to, you go to our show notes, click the link, you can save 25 bucks on your $50 order. You can still get Gold Belly. You just have to pay a little more shipping to get it done. But you can get some really cool shit. They got the Duff Goldman cakes now. So if you want some Charm City cakes, Duff Goldman, mm-hmm. his stuff is on there. Uh, the tie-dye bagels from New York. I'm really thinking about sending this to my mother-in-law. Yeah. There's something different. I mean, just something different. And then um, I saw one here. I got to bring this up. This is the Brownstone Pancake Factory. Even if you don't do this for Mother's Day, do this. I, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to surprise my nieces on this one. This is, it's a brunch box for 8 to 10. And it gives you waffles and pancakes and then all the fun shit you would put on top of it. Okay. And this looks really cool. So I'm, I'm going to try this out. I'm actually going to try one of these out. Uh, I think I'm going to do it like I'm going to wait till after Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. We even had a nut-free version and a gluten-free version. There's a oh, nice. birthday box of this. Um, you can get this all on Gold Belly. It's a great way. It isn't just the restaurants. You know, I've mentioned the restaurants over and over. This is a great way to get some stuff. And they have some different ideas for the holidays. So if, if you're doing Mother's Day, you want to send some other flowers. It's a great way of doing it. Or you you've got graduations coming up. Graduations are a great one coming up. You have kids graduating high school or college. Mm-hmm. This is a cool thing you can do. Be the cool uncle, you know. Be the be the cool friend who sends a gift. The cool aunt. Yeah, the cool aunt. The cool yeah. You're the cool aunt. I can be the cool uncle um, that sends a gift that says, "Hey, you're gonna remember this shit." Because fifty dollars in the card gets spent on you know, fifty dollars in the card do I have to get spent on weed and weed and beer? So yeah. instead, you know, <laughs> there you go. So check out the show notes. Check out Gold Belly. We, uh, you'll get, you'll save twenty five dollars in your first order. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast today. Well, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> Why? Oh, because I mentioned the fifty dollars on this, or you can spend fifty dollars on weed and beer. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean. You know. Hey, uh, we're going to have a new segment. You know, this time of year. We're going to talk a little basketball next week because the NBA Finals is picking up and I'm having some fun watching some of it. But I want to get, I didn't want to get too bogged down on what's going on, especially since it's a little 0.5 pods are, are weird for us. We record Wednesday, come out on Friday. Sometimes stuff's not as, as fresh. But thank you for being patient last week and just letting me rant on the football. But uh, we're going to do something called What If? And we're going to okay. do this throughout the summer. 
Now, if you are a Marvel person like I am, are you a Marvel person? I am. I haven't watched the Moon Knight finale yet. I haven't. I haven't watched any of it yet. I'm oh, I'm current. So I usually watch the Wednesday episodes on Thursday since I'm in the office on Wednesday. Okay. And then I can watch the full Obi-Wan trailer. Okay. I have not seen it yet. I, I, I'm behind on a few things. I've also, I still haven't seen a Spider-Man movie. Doctor oh, Strange. I, I, you can speaking. watch it now. It's streaming. I know. I just, uh, who has time, you know? It is so good. I know. I just haven't had a chance yet. I will get there. I and Doctor Strange comes out on Friday. I know. I got to see Spider-Man first. I know it leads into it. So. Yes. Yes. I got to have to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but Disney Plus has a show called What If? It's the, the cartoon version of Marvel. It says, what if? I, I saw one was, what if T'Challa was Star Wars? Well, it's based off of a comic book series. Oh, yeah, series of what ifs. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a what if sports version. We're going to do this every week. We're going to do this for a few weeks to try this out. And this week's what if goes back to my notes here. 1991, January the 13th, 1991, Oakland Raiders. I think they're the LA Raiders. No. Yeah. Playing the Cincinnati Bengals in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And Vincent Edward Bo Jackson gets hurt in the game late in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Dislocates his hip. Yep. Ends up doing something, ends up having where he lost all cartilage supporting his right hip. And we know that shortly thereafter, he couldn't play the rest of the, the rest of the playoffs. We know that shortly after that, he was cut by the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't play football anymore. He had a hip replacement surgery, played a couple of years. For the Chicago White Sox, uh, mm-hmm. had a cup of coffee with the, the Angels and then retired. What we're going to do, we're going to go back to 1991, hit the rewind button, and we're going to say, what if Bo didn't get hurt? Now, we're going to make a couple of assumptions. Okay. When doing this, I was first going to make the assumption that he wasn't going to change things. He wasn't going to move teams, uh, but we're not going to do any of that. Instead, what we're going to do, and I've kind of come up with the thing here, and I'm going to let you chime in whenever you want so you can interrupt me. What I then did is I said, what would have happened to Bo Jackson's career if Bo did not get hurt? So a couple of things we're going to go through on Bo Jackson real quick here. Just so people know. Most people know who Bo Jackson is. Vincent Edward Bo Jackson, who to many of us is like the legend of, of sports in the 80s. Bo knows. Bo knows. We're also the Nike commercials. Bo knows. Where the Bo knows podcast, the Coach Bo knows podcast, <laughs> an extension of that. I've been called Bo all my life, not just my initials, but because when I was young, I played both football and baseball. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Bo Jackson fan. Yeah. When I moved to Kansas and lived near the Royals, I really enjoyed going to Kaufman and watching him play. And he got hurt mm-hmm. shortly after we moved here. So I do tell the story that the hardest hit ball. I ever saw was Bo Jackson. Yeah. I was at Kaufman Stadium shortly after I moved to Kansas. My dad and I were at a game. We were actually before the game watching batting practice in the old Kaufman Stadium. You couldn't get in too early. And we were standing way out past left field at chain link fences. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we saw Bo Jackson taking batting practice. He was just, and the sound was different. Boom. Boom. It's over and over. And we saw a ball get hit over. The old right uh, left field GA, remember that's where those seats are now in left field, where mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame is? Yeah. It's hitting the ball over the Hall of Fame. Okay. 
It's the equivalent of hitting the ball over the Hall of Fame into where the little K is now. Oh, okay. We saw it hit the ground and then roll to the fence. Oh, wow. I mean, it was it was every bit of 500 plus feet. Mm-hmm. This thing was a shot. Never saw an athlete like this guy. I say in my lifetime, he is the best athlete I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's almost mythical now. There's just oh, not a lot absolutely. of video of him. You know, the, the highlights you see of the, him, you know, making the catch in Yankee Stadium and running up and down the wall, mm-hmm. you know, or in the 89 All-Star game, hitting the home run at you yeah. know, the Old Angels Park. You know, those kind of things, throwing out Harold Reynolds. Yeah. You know, from deep, from deep center field. It's almost mythical. He's like the last mythical athlete. And a lot of that's because he got hurt in 1991. Yeah. And of course, Dion was the last two-way player that we've seen. He was the last two-way player to play both in the majors and play football. Mm -hmm. But even Dion, I'm a big primetime fan, a big prime fan, but even he was not to the level. Oh, no. Because he was never an everyday player. Um, He could have been an everyday baseball player had he given up football. Right. He could. Dion could. He could have done one or the other at but, a very high level. I mean, he's already, to me, the greatest DB yet. Greatest corner ever. But, but yeah, Bo did both simultaneously. Yeah. And Bo, I think, was had Bo had a career, it would have been incredible. Mm-hmm. So Bo Jackson, to give you a couple stats, in the short time he was in the NFL, he averaged 5.4 yards a carry, which is just fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but he only played about 10 games a season. If you yeah. don't remember, he would play the whole baseball season and then he would go play football. He called it his hobby. <laughs> he would usually join a team about week six or week eight. And it was to play for the Raiders his four years. Um, in his last year, 1990, uh, Bo played 100, 118 games. He did have two weeks where he was on the disabled list back then. He called it the DL back then at the IR, yeah. whatever you call it now. Um, he batted 272. He had 28 home runs. He had an OPS of 866. He had an on-base percentage of 342. Those were all numbers that increased the year before, except for his home run number went down. But he played in 100 less at-bats. So he hit 35 home runs the year before. He would have hit well over 40. Yeah. And I've been hurt in 1990. 1991, he gets hurt. So here's where we get to have some fun. Now, Bo Jackson not get hurt in 1991. And in 1991, he showed the spring training and plays for the Kansas City Royals. Um, the Royals were a middling team in the AL West at the time, not in the Central. There was a West back then. Mm-hmm. And I made the prediction then after 1991, 1992, Bo Jackson becomes a free agent. Now, let's talk about this. Bo Jackson was the most popular baseball player in the world. Yes. Probably the most popular football player at the time. You could probably argue Joe Montana, maybe. But popularity, national rate, national commercials, everything. Oh, Nike had him running all over the place. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was he was bigger than Jordan in 1991. So in 1992, in the, the offseason after the 91 season, Bo Jackson would have become a free agent. Okay. So I can't imagine that Bo, go ahead. Question. Yeah. Who was on the Royals roster? 
I had to go back and look, but the best player than him was George Brett. He had George Brett was 40 years old. 1991 was the year he won the batting title as a 40 year old man. He goes men to win a batting title because George Brett retired the next year. Right. Like I understand that it's, it was a lot different then as far as players lobbying other players to come during free yeah. agency. I'd be curious what the poll would be. Okay. Build a team. Tell you what the poll is going to be. Okay. Because in 1992, a team had just lost in 1991 in the World Series. Famously lost in Game Seven of the World Series. That's the Atlanta Braves. (laughs) And the Atlanta Braves desperately needed after the Cubs traded Maddox. It wasn't. No, not wait, wait, no, not yet, not yet. Maddox went to the Braves in 1994. Oh, at the end of the 93 season, Maddox went to the Braves. Because he went back-to-back Cy Young yes, with he did. the Cubs and the Braves. Yep. So, at the end of the 91 season, Bo Jackson becomes a free agent. Otis Nixon, mm. the Braves center field at the time in 1991, is suspended for drugs. Yep. And all of a sudden, the Atlanta Braves, who just come out of nowhere, went from last place to first place with a young roster that included guys like David Justice and Ron Gant and a few others, and the pitching staff of John Smoltz and Tom Glavin. They needed a center fielder. And that's when Ted's still on the team, right? And Ted Turner's still on the team. And they needed someone who was a power hitter. And so in 1992, in January, Bo Jackson signs a five-year, $30 million contract, which would have been just north of the Huge. highest contract in baseball at the time with the Atlanta Braves. Now, this is during what, what has happened since was the Atlanta Braves won 10 straight division titles. Golden era. They would have won multiple World Series with They him. should have. But with Bo Jackson, they did. No, that's why I'm saying they would have won. They would have. With Bo Jackson, they did. Yeah. Now they replace Otis Nixon with Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. Chipper Jones comes up in 1995. Mm-hmm. And in 1994, the Atlanta Braves made a move to get some power. After losing 91, 92, 93, and he won 92 in the, in the World Series, 93 in the playoffs to the Phillies, they needed some power. So mm-hmm. the Braves go sign. They signed Fred McGriff to play first base. Yep. But instead, they wouldn't have to sign Fred McGriff because they still had Bo Jackson. So who would be their first baseman? Well, it's funny you say that because you know who was also a free agent that year and signed for a very small amount? Who's that? He stayed with his current team at the time, and that was Mark Grace of the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> So if you have Bo Jackson and you don't need and you didn't need the power, you could sure use a guy who could play an outstanding first base and was the great defensive first baseman and gets on base in front of Bo Jackson. This hurts my feelings. So I feel attacked. So he also gets to play with his teammate, Greg Maddox, who goes with him at the time. So after the multiple World Series and finishing up his five-year deal. At the end of 1996, Bo Jackson is now 31, 31, 33 years old. Okay. 34, 34. Okay. 
34 years old, Bo Jackson, a little slower, still a phenomenal athlete. But, you know, in Atlanta, they don't have the DH. Because pitchers should hit. Pitchers hit. They don't anymore. They do. They did back then. And so Bo Jackson signs a five-year deal with the Boston Red Sox. Now, I'm not saying this is a Red Sox fan. Oh, yes, I, you are. No, no, no. I went, back and looked, I went back and looked at the time the Red Sox had signed. In 1997, they signed Carl Everett, and they had just had Jose Canseco for two years. So they're replacing power and an outfield. This is a wet dream. No, no, this is not. Because, because he would at be first a I was going to put the Yankees on. At first, I was going to do the Yankees. But the Yankees line didn't make sense. He would not be playing regularly enough to be. Yes, he would have because he could have DH'd and he could have played right. And the Boston Red Sox were known for overpicking and overgetting um, free agents because they were right-handed because of the Fenwick the Green Monster. Guys like Tony Armas and Nicky Sasky and Jose Canseco and Ricky Henderson. They're all gone now. This would have made sense for them to grab a 34-year-old A.G. Bo Jackson. Now, we do know that from 97 to like 2002, the Red Sox were very competitive, but never made it to the World Series. Right. They don't make it with Bo Jackson. His stats to fall off. Age catches up with you. He starts to strike out even more. Yeah. And at the end of the 2001 season, when his contract is up with the Red Sox, he retires. Overall question. Yes. Does he get wrapped up in the steroids? Good question. I did not give any thought to. You know, I, I'm going to just say no, because I mean, I don't know. There's ever been speculation about him with steroids. I mean, he famously said in his book that he didn't really work out. Yeah, Which, but that was before it was everywhere, yeah. Yeah. like candy. Yeah, that's true. Um, now we're just talking about baseball stuff for a moment here. We are going to go back to um, 1994. Mm-hmm. When he signed with the Atlanta Braves, Bo Jackson did play with the Raiders for all the way up to 1994. Okay. At the end of the 1994 season, after having two back-to-back losing seasons, the Raiders asked Bo Jackson to give up baseball and to play football full-time. But due to the size of his contract in baseball, knowing he couldn't get the same amount of money in football, Bo Jackson gives up football going after the 1994 season. And I mean, just from a health perspective. Yes. That's the other piece too. So that was a question I did look at. Um, after his, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really stuck on the steroids thing because yeah. you're playing both football and baseball given the steroids era. In yeah. Both and, sports. and you would have had to dodge a whole lot of testing in both of them. Yes. That would have been very difficult. That's fascinating. Okay, carry on. Sorry. So I took his baseball stat. I projected, made some projections here. Um, over a 17-year career ending at age 38, Bo Jackson had a career batting average of 265 with 450 home runs and 350 stolen bases. How many with, uh, World Series? Two. Two in Atlanta. None in, none in Boston. If it had been a dream, I would have given him one in Boston. <laughs> but I didn't. 
It was an aging boat. The Red Sox were very guilty of that. In the 80s and the 90s, the Red Sox were very guilty of going to get old guys who are right-handed, trying to hit balls over the green monster. Sure. That's why it makes sense. Um, and again, I try to look at it from the Yankee standpoint as well, but the Yankees never fit with the way their roster was. Mm-hmm. Um, the only two players in Major League Baseball history with 450 home runs and 350 stolen bases had Bo Jackson done this, would have been Bo Jackson and Barry Bonds. Okay. Does Bo Jackson make the Hall of Fame? So, given the two World Series on top of it, I think he does. And I think he gets at least one MVP in there as well. I think then the question becomes, does he have an asterisk? You know, I think that everybody from that generation outside of Cal Ripken does. I, I, I'm sorry, but I have to agree with you because there is just no way for these guys to really avoid it. Yeah. Everyone was trying to get to the same level as everyone else and yeah. that just involved yeah. performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. And in the late nineties, he would have been 97 was when McGuire and Sosa made the big run at the, at the record. Yeah. Bo Jackson would have just signed with Boston. And he would have been trying to go for it. You'd think so, especially at Fenway Park. Yeah. So I found it interesting. I did not try to get too far into too many of the dominoes that would have fallen. Mm-hmm. There would have been interesting ones. What would have happened with Fred McGriff? To me, Fred McGriff's the best hitter that's not in the Hall of Fame, by the way. I think Fred McGriff should be in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't get it because he's played on like nine teams. He had he, he hit almost 500 home runs, and he had a career, a career batting average in the high 280s. Stats-wise, he just accumulates stats. I mean, he should be in. And there is no steroid stuff on him. No, no. So that's where I'm on him. But, I mean, the fanfic really comes in with – was he able to make the Royals better and to make them somewhat of a destination to build a team around him? I don't think he could have. I'll tell you a couple of reasons. One, the stadium. Back then, Kaufman Stadium was so big. Mm-hmm. You know, they were a team that was, you know, the Royals perpetually led the league in triples and stolen bases mm-hmm. because they hit the ball in the gaps. They were all fast. Them and the Cardinals were kind of the same kind of team. Yeah. And I just don't think that he would have had it as impressive of numbers in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he, like, he hit 35 home runs one year in Kaufman. That's pretty fucking impressive. Think about it. Until recently, last four or five years, until that record was broken, I think it was Salvador Perez who broke the record. Yeah. The Royals' home run record was like 37. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was because and it was because of the nature of how big that stadium was. George Brett, the future Hall of Famer, retired 90 after the 92 season. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, you know, you, it, it, what's the pull to stay? At that same time, the Royals were selling off guys like Saber Hank, like David right. Cohn, you know, those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah. Would they have paid Bo Jackson what he would have needed? And it would have been, he would have gotten the highest contract in 1994. Yeah, and they would have paid him. But I don't know that they would have paid him. Would he have gone in, assuming he gets into the Hall of Fame, because I believe he would with 
if you're stacking two World Series rings on top yeah. of the stats, even if he didn't have 500 home runs, yeah, would he choose to go into the Hall as a Royal? I don't know. That's a really good question. I, my guess is no. My guess is it would have been as a brand. I, my, you know what? My guess would have been that it, actually, I think about it a little more. I think it would have been based upon how he finished with Atlanta. Fair. If it was a good parting of the ways, then yeah. If it was a bad parting of the ways, he would have gone as a royal. Yeah. I just, it, it's, it's so interesting, especially being in the market. Yeah. How much people who grew up either Royals fans or in that era or even just a few years before or after lionize Bo Jackson. I mean, he was an amazing, is this amazing dude from everything that I know about him and was such an amazing athlete, but there is a real idolization around that. What if question for Royals fans more than anything else. Yeah, I thought it was the perfect one to try for the first. Yeah, time. was Good that call. it was one because it was you know you had the Kansas City tie, two because he's almost mythical. He absolutely is. To, to me, he's the last mythical athlete. Yeah, no, I mean, there will never be another two way athlete. No, and not just the two way thing. It's just that the greatness was so fleeting. Yeah, but so good. Mm-hmm. And we get spoiled now because we can see everything. If you remember as a kid, and I remember this as a kid, we didn't get to see all the games. Oh, no. You know, we didn't get to watch the Royals every night or the Red Sox every night. We get to see the Cubs most. Most Cubs games we get to see on WGN. The Cubs right. and the Braves were the kind of the, uh, uh, the, exception. the exceptions to the rules. But you couldn't see those other teams every night because they just weren't on TV every night. You know, if you want to watch Mike Trout, who's the best player, like I said, I've ever seen, you know, you can watch him every night. It makes it to where it's, I don't want to say less enjoyable, but it's less uh, surprising. It's less, I don't even know if that's the right word. It's less common. Well, and... More common, I should say. It, you're not just reading box scores or recaps of games or by that time catching sports center as they're yeah. finally getting into what sports yeah. center became. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was something where, and I don't, I don't know about you, but like when I was a boy, mm-hmm. my favorite game of the year was the all-star game because you got to see players that you only heard of. Yeah. Or maybe you'd get to see them on, you know, the, the NBC Saturday afternoon game. Yeah. Or Sunday night baseball. You know, or, yeah. But Sunday night baseball, we got into the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the only time you saw those teams. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if you wanted to see a player, you're like, oh, man, who is this guy? You know, yeah. you, I saw the box scores or I've seen the stories about this guy. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. check him out. You know, we talk about all these young players that are in baseball now. We could watch them night of the week. I'm, I'm sitting here watching my MLB Network yeah. app. So. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So I, I want to try that out. So. Uh, we're going to do that every week. I want to come up with a different one each week. I've got a couple of them kind of slotted in my head. I'm open to suggestions, though. I was going to say, and if folks have suggestions, Twitter. If you've got a suggestion, email, email us. Hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you want to hit us up. Um, I know a couple of them. Uh, one of them I'm thinking about doing is 
what if the Bulls didn't get Michael Jordan? What if Jordan would have gone first? My basketball in the basement wouldn't be worth shit. Yeah, um, maybe. I mean, who knows? Um, there's things like that. There's there's things like that. There's um, uh, the one. The other one I really thought was a good one was um, had the Celtics gotten Tim Duncan instead of the Spurs because they were the overall. They were the favorite going in that lottery. They had two of the top th- two of the top three. And they didn't get him. But things like that. We're gonna we're gonna look at some of those things. I just thought the Bo Jackson one was the perfect one to start with. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And and we didn't get into a lot of okay, well, what are the side effects of okay? Well, Bo goes here, and yeah, Fred then say, well, take that out a little bit and say, you know, extrapolate that and say, what happens to Fred McGriff? Yeah, does he go to San Diego earlier? There's no fallout. Yeah. So where's the fallout pieces and where do those pieces land? So uh, I just wanted to play around with that and have a little fun with it. So I hope hey, you enjoyed that. And if people have fallout suggestions, yes. it out with those alternates. If you have an alternate, us. if you have a metaverse version of this, I'd love to hear it. So absolutely. If you have a good enough one, I'll bring you on and let you talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm looking for ideas on that because, you know, we're going to get into the dog days. It's just not after... After the NBA finals, we're going to have just baseball for a little while. We'll have training camp. But there'll be some NHL, and I know we forget about that. We kind of of (laughs) gloss over some of that, but we'll have some of that stuff. And it gives us a a segment to kind of talk about each week. And and we may not do it every week, but we're going to try to get a few of those in. So something we came up with, and I thought it'd be kind of fun. So, E, thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for letting me rant and – let me, uh, you know, taking good care of me when it comes to the rant. So, well, and thanks for giving me space as well. I appreciate it. You that. know, you know, and I, and you know, I always will. So, um, well, let's wrap this thing up how we usually wrap this thing up. So, uh, I want to say thank you to uh, Tyler Jones and everybody at Studio Soapbox for all they do behind the scenes. Uh, check me out. I'll be on the Jones Report this week on Friday, on uh, Thursday. Um, we're going to record that here in a few minutes, actually, with Tyler. So, Check me out. I'll be doing the Coach Bo Knows. We're going to be talking all about the NFL drafts and the follow-up from that. Um, most importantly, I want to thank you. Thank you. Um, importantly, most importantly, thank you to you to listen. So don't forget to rate us in reviews. Give us five stars, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, we appreciate every five stars. So until Fridays, until this is Friday. Until next Friday. Until Monday. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor, and it's Token Girl, Ellen Lee. Have a great weekend. Give yourself your time, Token Girl. Thanks a lot.